Okay, so good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to the first BeckBC Shadowboard COVID-19 podcast. Um, we're doing these to speak to members about how they've dealt with the challenges that have brought, been brought on by COVID and also perhaps how they're now getting back to work as things start to sort of get back to some sort of normal. Um, so thank you for both joining us. Today on the call, we've got Adrian Easterbrook, the General Manager of Energis, and we've got Andrew Armitage, the Founder and MD of A-Digital. So welcome both. Um, before we, and also sorry as well, we've got uh, myself, Adam Pearson, and Rihanna Smith of the Shadow Board joining us for the call. Um, so, before we go any further, could we have a bit of an introduction from you both about what the businesses do and sort of what life was like before, uh, before coronavirus became at the forefront of our attention? Who would like to go first? I'll go first if you want, yeah. So yeah, most of you will have been to Energis. So Energis with a training and conferencing facility uh, based in Workington, West Cumbria. So if anybody's been to Energis, it's usually quite a vibrant, buzzing building. We've got a lot of apprentices in there. Uh, we do a lot of events, we do conferencing, we do training with our graduates. We've got our own in-house cafe, which is always busy. Um, so that was life before COVID. It's a little bit different now. Uh, but we are getting back to that. Brilliant. And Andrew? Yeah, so I'm the, um, the owner and founder of A Digital, and we're a digital agency. Uh, so we're concerned with all sorts of digital activity, uh, primarily website design and development, but also uh, digital marketing. Um, and if I'm really honest, we've not seen that much of, of a change. The biggest change for us has been going remote, uh, which, uh, which obviously brings its challenges. Uh, but we were we were generally well set up to go remote because we were already using a lot of digital and cloud services. Uh, we've we've used Zoom for, for for a number of years before it became a household name. Uh, so so that in itself wasn't too tricky. Uh, but obviously it did bring uh, bring some challenges in terms of how you communicate remotely, and and of course just keeping contact with the team. So uh, so that's that's the big thing that I've missed since since we went remote. Okay. So Andrew, you've kind of covered it a little bit, but basically how do you think that as a business you've uh, dealt with the challenges that COVID-19 has brought and how is it changing your business? We, we we saw things I suspect like most people suddenly go quiet and you know, we, we had this fear of ultimately the unknown because we had uh, companies whose teams went on furlough uh, we had projects that were in the pipeline that were suddenly stopped and there was this big fear of well how long is this going to go on for what does this mean and I think the first thing was you know to be as uh, honest as possible with the team because uh, you know I couldn't predict the future and still can't uh, so you know the reality that we had clients who would depend on us uh, but we had to balance that with obviously income coming into the business and, and just that regular update around you know, where the business was performing, sharing some of the, the, the figures, sharing what's in the pipeline, uh, telling them about uh, you know, the specifics of, of what each client was doing. Uh, but also the positive things of you know, if, if a new inquiry came in, but, but not trying to, to over-egg that because the reality was we were monitoring workload by the day and we could have sort of furloughed some of our team you know, within a couple of days notice at any point really so so i think that was the the, the main point just to be 
brutally honest and transparent as possible with the team so because they they would be feeling that uncertainty as well and as as we all were so you know i didn't want to to give any false hope make any false promises uh because it was just such a big unknown and uh you know ultimately We've got to look after our people. There was government support in there to do that, which meant that we really had to, to, to look after the business as well to make sure that it was still going to be here when we came back. Thankfully, we've not seen uh, huge cuts that have, have, have really impacted us. Yes, we've benefited from some of the, uh, the government support, of course. Um, but, uh, but I think that was the biggest point, just that, that, that you know, take hold of the situation address it face-to-face -face and, uh, and be, as, be as honest as possible about w what that might mean for all of us, quite honestly. So, so Andrew, so did you furlough any of the workers or, or did you not have to at all? We didn't. Uh, it felt like we might have come close because, uh, you know, like I say, I was, I was asking the team to fill in uh, a spreadsheet daily in terms of how they felt personally. Uh, but also in terms of what they felt their capacity was, you know, whether it was uh, quick, send help, I'm sinking, or actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for things to do. Uh, and that was really the barometer for us to determine you know, how we were going. And you know, as, as the dust started to settle and people started to then think forwards about what the so-called new normal might look like, uh, that's when it became apparent that actually people were, people were going to be depending on us. So... So I think, from my point of view, I really wanted to try and avoid having to furlough people because uh, you know, people were going to be looking more to their digital channels and, and there was potentially new opportunities for us to take advantage of. So, uh, so no, we, we've, we've kept a full team going right through, which has, been, uh, which has been nice and it's been reassuring to know that we were able to do that. Brilliant. So, Adrian, same thing to you then. So when sort of March 23rd came around and lockdown was enforced, and obviously up until that point there was sort of increasing uh, pressure on the on the UK to, to sort of take action when that day sort of came around how, how did anyone just react to that? Well the Monday before the Friday when we were actually locked down so that that Monday we called all weekend literally watched the news all weekend and on the Monday morning we called an emergency management team meeting we got everyone together and we said right we need to try and get if we've got staff who can work from home we need to get them home so then it was, I've had a VPN on my laptop for young, so a lot of uh, the staff didn't. So it was, I too literally went nuts to try and get everybody the capacity to be able to work from home. But by about the Wednesday, anybody who could work from home was working from home. And then of course we had, we've got facility staff who their job is in the building. So it was talking to them, it was the catering staff, you know, we, we were talking to our clients. I mean, our, our business isn't just energous. We have tenants who rely on the building. So we went around speaking to them all, you know, what are your plans? We have apprentices. We had, you know, the social distancing was in play and we were, you know, I, I felt like I was the social distancing police, uh, wandering around making sure that people were, you know, it, it huddling together. And so it, that last week was quite a challenge. It didn't help that two of the management team was self-isolating. So it was me. Um, and one of the other management team had childcare issues. So I felt like I was a bit of a lone wolf in the last couple of days because we had people working from home. We still had the facility staff. We still had the catering staff and we still had some tenants. But the plan was by Friday evening, that would be it. We would have everyone out and then the building would just remain open with, um, with security staff going forward. So we did. The Friday, I have to say, the Friday evening when I left Energis, 
with a big box of stuff to take home. It was quite emotional because you think you don't know when you're going to be back even. But anyway, we might, as I say, we 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 did have to furlough some staff. We had to um, furlough our facilities and our catering staff, um, and one of our other events team members, now receptionist. Um, it was it was only the people who rely on the building to work, and then we had other um, all of our other team members. To be honest, our other team members have been as busy, if not busier than normal, because our other business streams just continued. Um, you know, you know that we recruit graduates, we recruit apprentices. In January, we pitched for a big recruitment piece um, for 40 apprentices. And, you know, 40 apprentices is a lot to recruit. We pitched for it in January when no one had even heard of COVID-19. And now all of a sudden we've got to run through recruitment when we can't even leave our own houses. So it has meant a lot of changes for us. We've had to invest in a lot of virtual platforms. So we've had to purchase, well, we've procured um, a virtual assessment centre platform to, to enable us to continue what we do, which is recruit apprentices and graduates. So we've continued with all of that. We've actually gained new business during lockdown on that side. And our nuclear graduates programme, we've continued to recruit during lockdown. And believe it or not, this autumn, we're starting our biggest cohort ever. So that side of the business hasn't been affected. We've all, we just managed it from home. Um, Zoom and Microsoft Teams has become our best friends. Um, you know, to keep in touch with the teams that were working, but also the, you know, in touch with the furloughed staff, people who aren't working. So Rihanna is one of our health advocates. So Rihanna and uh, one of our other team members, they, you know, they pulled together a weekly plan of how we were going to engage with our teams. So we started putting in coffee mornings with everyone, um, doing quizzes, something a bit light-hearted because on a Wednesday morning, the last thing you want to talk when you've got everyone together is talk shop. So it was quite nice just to ask, like, what did you do at the weekend? What are you planning? Well, nobody had any plans, obviously, couldn't go anywhere. But it was just nice to talk to one another um, and to have conversations with people who don't work directly in your team. So that was nice. Um, the team has been paramount, you know, the, the biggest thing was to make sure that they were comfortable and to try and keep in touch as best possible with the, the staff that weren't working. Um, but what we did as management team, and we did this quite early on, early April, we looked at the business and thought, right, we need a plan, you know, we can't just mumble through this. So we all pulled together, um, we worked it on each of our individual areas and then I pulled it together into a document that we shared with our team and our board. It was, we called it a three month look ahead. So, and it focused on everything, what was our gonna be our key challenges? The key challenge is definitely the event side, because literally it just went away in, in a heartbeat. Um, you know, getting our catering back up and running, but focusing on all the other areas. Because you know, first and foremost, we're in a building, you know, we are a building and we've got tenants and we've got building users and we needed plans for them. So I think having that plan, the three month look ahead plan that we could then share with our board and our team members, we, put, we did a, a big Zoom call with everyone and talked to them so that at least our team members were aware of what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah, they're at home and the weather was beautiful and they were sitting in the garden. But just to know that energy was ticking away and I wanted it to be a really positive message. Yes, we've got challenges, but we've got plans to get through those. Um, and, and of course, as well, typically, I'd just written a business plan. So it, got, it went to the board in February just for comment. 
and the March board, which was ultimately cancelled because of um, lockdown, um, it was the new business plan. And I looked at the business plan, I thought, I'm going to have to change this business plan. But then I looked at it again and I thought, you know what, I'm not. Because everything that I want to do in this plan, I still want to do it. So yes, it's, this year is going to be the hardest year that we've probably ever had at Energis. But we've got, you know, we've got good reserves. We, we've, we've been successful for the last seven years. So we, we're all right. We can get through this. And I, we've still got a plan. And that plan, so I guess I addressed COVID. I actually started the business plan to say that we, we're starting this year in a global pandemic. Nobody anticipated that. But this is still our plan. And this is what we want to do. And this is where we want to go. And I think that was important as well. So what we've got coming up, um, the first one this week, we're doing um, some small teams, groups, face-to-face, -face, bringing them into energy, socially distanced. Talk to them about our plans, and I think that's important as well, to get the teams involved, to say that, yeah, we're in a bit of a doom and gloom situation. If you walk into the building today, you think, oh, this is quiet. But the plan is, we've got plans to get it back on track. So I think, I think that's... You know, involving the team and getting everybody to understand that, you know, we aren't taking this lying down is really, really important. Brilliant. It's great to hear that you've so much emphasis on that, on the sort of team aspect of that. Um, and, you know, both Andrew, you're sort of talking to your staff, you know, every day, checking out how they are, and AGN similarly sort of, you know, making sure you have that regular contact and even that more lighthearted touch in that sort of what did you get up to on the weekend type questions, even as you say, it probably wasn't anything very exciting. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I think that's, that's probably the most important part because, you know, it's a, a phrase that we've heard a lot, we're all in the same boat. And contrary to that, well, actually, we're all in the same storm, but not necessarily the same boat. Um, uh, and I think the uh, another phrase which which really sums it up the, is that we're not we're not working from home. We're at home trying to work uh, because everybody has got uh, their own disruptions, their own way of dealing with uh, with something forced on up as like lo like lockdown. Um, the fact that you commute turns to just walking across the landing. Uh, you've got the physical side, you've got the mental side of that as well. And all of that does have an impact on, on ultimately, you know, we're all social animals, we're all social creatures. Um, so, uh, so suddenly thrust into that situation, I think that, that lighter touch and being able to at least talk about things that you might ordinary, ordinarily do at the weekend um, or, or those more social conversations about how you're coping, how, how your friends might be uh, faring, I think are really important. Mm, yeah, I've, I've spoke to a few people that had the same thing, Andrew, where they, you know, yes, in their working day, they're doing a lot of work, but they're also having those, you know, even those conversations walking down the corridor or whilst buying lunch, it's that sort of slightly informal conversation rather than just sort of back-to-back -back Zoom call where it's hard to have that, that sort of natural rapport building. So, yeah, very important that you keep doing that. But, but great to hear that as business leaders, you both continue to keep the staff um, involved every step of the way, really. So, brilliant. Um, moving on to kind of today then, uh, we're sort of, you know, three, four months down the line, aren't we, from when it all started. How do things look for you both from this point going forward? Have you, uh, are you starting to get back to work now or, or sort of what things might change as well going forward for you? We, we haven't gone back to work yet. Um, it's, it's sort of been a, we tried to put a line in the sand that quite honestly has moved to the right quite a few times. Uh, and I think it's, it's sort of step by step. I'm very mindful that in our team we've got 
uh, someone whose family were in the shielding category. So I've, you know, I, uh, we can cope, we can continue, we could carry on working remotely until Christmas if push came to shove, um, and arguably beyond. So uh, personally, I'm looking forward to getting back because as. Um, uh, as you were saying, uh, Adrian, we've got we've got plans as well. We we want to put plans in place, and and some of those, bizarrely, are, are revolve around the office space. Uh, and I think it's really important to have those plans to look forward. Yes, there will be some new changes, and 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 this, uh, the normal situation of of perhaps just picking up the phone and saying, oh, let's meet for coffee, or let's do this, uh, might change. But I think, you know. It, our team is, we, we grew in an office, we got to know each other in an office. I think that environment, as disruptive as it can be sometimes, I think with hindsight, can actually be more productive in some respects. Uh, so I, I think, you know, I'm looking forward to getting back. We, we may just put in some, some new measures in place that, that almost form a little bit of a half and half between that environment of being at home where you don't necessarily have introductions, uh, interruptions, and then uh, getting, getting sort of more comfortable and familiar with, with working in that team environment. Um, at this point in time, we've, we've sort of penciled in 20th of July to go back. Um, so, so we're potentially not that far off. But again, I'm not going to I'm not going to mandate it on anybody in the team because we can continue to work from home. Uh, I certainly think that two out of the three of us may well uh, take us up, take up that offer of being back in the office just for the change of scenery. Um, but actually, looking forwards beyond that, uh, you know, we've got plans. We, we're, we're actually setting up um, uh, an AV studio at the office, which we'd planned to do that before lockdown. We, in fact, we'd just taken the room on literally a few days before lockdown was announced. And I was sort of thinking, well, uh, you know, if 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 meeting face to face is is not going to be a thing, maybe this is not really the right thing to do. But <clears throat> your old habits will die hard. People do want to get back to face to face. I think so. So we're going to crack on. We're going to carry on and uh, you know face the new challenges that it brings. And actually, it could give us opportunities by by more sort of remote meetings and being better prepared for remote meetings as well as those face to face encounters. Um, and I think the real positive is we're we're actually going to be recruiting as well. So uh, so we're you know, tackling it uh, full frontal, face on, um, we will pull through it. And I think now is not the time to sort of reel back in and, and, and be fearful of what it is. You've just got to, yeah, there's a bit of a, I suppose, an entrepreneurial gamble involved, but uh, but that's life. You, know, you, you can either sort of take a step back and uh, the impact that that would have might not be as positive as, as actually saying, right, well, yeah, let's put these plans in place, let's gather some momentum, let's pull together as a team, and uh, and you can come through it stronger on, on the other side. Brilliant. Well, great to hear, Andrew, that you've got those plans in place. And uh, as I say, it's not just, just about surviving and doing what you used to do. It's about actually projecting forwards and perhaps taking some of the things you've almost learned and developed as a company in coronavirus. <laughs> forward to make this a work-life balance a bit easier going forward as well so brilliant and Adrian uh, coming back to you then um, as you mentioned in your piece there you know Energis is more than just a conference sort of venue center it's got you know so many more aspects to it I'm sure a lot of people are very looking forward to being back and uh, you know whether it be the new graduates or whether it be the apprentices or any of the many sort of staff you have what are your sort of forward plans for the, the, re the reopening of the Energis? Yes, so and it just we have remained open, as I say, with with the security guard, and from weeks and weeks, that was the only person in the building. Um, gradually, we got our facilities team back, 
the grass doesn't stop growing just because there's a pandemic. So we had to get uh, lots of our facilities guys back to keep the building looking speak and span for when you guys return for, uh, for the networking. Um, yesterday, we welcomed back some of our apprentices. So one of our biggest tenants is Gen 2 and some of their apprentices started to come back. Smaller numbers, so that meant that we had to sort of up staff and get the catering teams back on site. So I actually was in Energis yesterday, so it was really nice to, like you say, Andrew, I actually got in my car and drove to work, which was a novelty. Um, and, it, and I loved it, I had the best day ever. Um, but there was very few people in our office, there was only one other person, because what, what some of our teams have said is, you know, as lockdown sort of does is, can we start to come and work back in the office? Now the guidance is work from home where you can, but some of our, you know, we've got to look at everybody on a case-by-case -case basis. We've had some people who've had childcare issues, who've had to stay at home, and then we've got others that have had internet issues and said, please, can I come back to Energis? Use the, the good Wi-Fi. So we've, we've literally worked with people on a case-by-case -case basis. So we've got one team member doing afternoons. Uh, she's spending the morning with her daughter, doing child, you know, doing schoolwork, and then she's up, up, coming into work in the afternoon. And that, if that works for her, then that, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> the plan for most of the, the home workers is to remain at home. We think till about August, September time. Um, I, I would love to have everyone back in the building, but obviously we need to look at our space, to make sure that it's, you know, we're, we're moving things around, offices have been changed. We've already moved a few people out of their office into another one to make sure that there's, there's enough space. Um, I've actually moved into a tiny little office just to, so that when I do go in, if I've got somewhere to work, it's, I am on my own, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm isolated if you like. But there's other people in the building just pop downstairs. Say hello to people that aren't my own children, that would be nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, so we've got plans. What I mean, obviously a lot of what we do is around our apprentices and graduates. So we have had to defer their start date. So they're not starting until later in the autumn. We did have to defer some recruitment dates. So we, you know, the plan is to get that side of energies back to work by around August, September, other people will come back as business demands. So we've, we do still have, um, as I say, we've got a couple of furloughed staff. You know, events is going to be probably the last thing that does pick up um, speed. And again, that will be around social distancing. One thing we did do, it's worth mentioning, um, early on when people, were, everybody was tightening the belts thinking this is going to be a horrendous year, we're not spending any money. But we did. We actually invested in a virtual conferencing suite. So we signed the PO and it was a risk because, you know, we have actually got bookings in it, but we thought what we do is events. And if we can't have people face to face, let's try and get people to utilize this. So we still want people to come to Energist. So whether it's smaller numbers and others still join us on the, you know, on the, in the virtual suite, then we, we've got the capabilities now to do that. But on, you know, I mean, cyber security, again, a massive part of what we do. Every summer, for the last two summers, this would have been our third year that we've run Cyber First, an amazing, fantastic uh, platform for school children to learn about cyber security. And we thought, they're just not going to be, you can't have 140 people in, in Energist when there's a global pandemic going on. So again, we just, let's think outside the box, what can we do? So that is happening in the next few weeks, but it's going to be happening virtual, in our virtual suite. So, you know, we won't be taking this lying down. We're not saying no to things. We're just saying, we can't do it like that. How can we do it? Um, and I think, you know, we've run training with our graduates and our apprentices. 
Uh, we've got um, a, a, a pitch um, for our graduates have got a pitch for funding to run businesses. Normally we'll do it face to face in a nice snazzy hotel room somewhere down the country. We're actually doing that using Zoom. So it works. You know, there's things that you can do. You don't just say no just because you can't see people. Um, so there's lots of things that we are still doing. We're probably doing more things. We, you know, we, we're being a bit innovative. You know, we, you can do things. You can't just say, oh, no, we can't do that. I mean, there is there has been disappointments, obviously, because a lot of our graduates, the, the big thing about the grad scheme is they love getting together. So that's been hard for them. And obviously, they didn't... Well, they were all supposed to be going to Japan in March, so that's been a bit um, sour because no one was allowed to go anywhere. Um, but at least it wasn't my fault, it was COVID-19's fault, so I didn't feel too bad giving them the awful news. But it's about, you know, you can have this, but what can you have instead? So it's about looking at alternatives. And I think at Energist, that's what we're about. Ultimately, I can't wait to see people flooding in those doors um, on a Wednesday morning, but it's going to be a while, so what can we do in the meantime? Yeah, I think it's, it's it, you, you can't underplay the um, the the sadness and the impact that the pandemic has had on thousands of families and individuals. But from a business point of view, despite all the uncertainty and the setback, I think this is a, a really good opportunity for a lot of businesses. As as you're saying, that idea of we're we're innovating, yeah, you know, we're we're looking at new alternatives. Uh, the answer is yes. Now, how do we how do we make that happen? Uh, I think that positive spirit uh, will make businesses far stronger and and more robust and more resilient going forwards. Uh, so, you know, there are despite all the, the, the sadness that, that goes with the pandemic, pandemic and the human impact, I think there are lots of positives to take away from it. A lot of people that I've spoken to, you know, just working from home who have had more time with their families. My kids have been in and out and they've, they've, they've shown an interest in what I do. I think they almost know what I do now for a living. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, that, that, that greater acceptance that uh, yeah, we have other interruptions, we have, we have a life outside of work. Uh, and, and as you were saying, Adrian, the, the, the innovation and that, that, that spirit and that will to, to find a way and to make things work. I think there's lots of positives that can be drawn from the pandemic as well. I would definitely agree, Andrew. I think that you're right in the sense that, uh, yeah, COVID's been this sort of catalyst for, for change, hasn't it? And it's almost, um, I think people will talk in the future about the, the kind of the pre-COVID world and the post-COVID world in terms of, you know, I, I very much see businesses having that, that sort of splits in terms of, yes, what life was like beforehand and, you know, visiting venues and doing all the usual things, but also still, you know, quite a strong adoption of technology and, and you know, better in terms of um, less travel time and, you know, less, you know, hopefully they should have a sort of positive impact on, on the planet as well. You know, less, we've seen all these great stories about areas that are now thriving again in terms of like wildlife areas that have mm -hmm. obviously had no people in things. So there's, as you say, definitely some positives, even though it is a, obviously going to have affected people in, in a whole raft of different ways really so okay so looking at the sort of the positives then and the, the more interesting sides of, of this everyone's had a lot more time at home be it um, with the families and the children etc um so have you we thought we'd do a quick sort of three things that you've both done that are a bit surprising perhaps or a bit different or sort of three, three things you've done during lockdown working from home that you'd like to share with us today within reason <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll go then. So obviously you're probably, you know, in your job title, digital, you know, I'm not saying I was a technophobe, but I've embraced the technology. 
you know, if someone, I, you know, Adam, you've videoed me before. I'm not a natural in front of the camera. In fact, I hate it. So, but actually, I don't mind it so much. I think it's really given me confidence to actually speak on a camera. Um, you know, now when we're doing uh, Microsoft Teams or Zoom calls, I'll have my camera on because I want to see people. I'm, you know, it's nice to see people's face when you speak to them. So really, I've embraced technology, used it for work, used it for, you know, we've been doing family quizzes. You, we can't see people, but let's just talk to people all day long anyway. I think you've made conversations easier with your family, your friends, you're checking on people. Um, and I, I think I've, I've loved that. I mean, I, like Andrew said, I'm a social being. I like to talk to, I like to talk to everybody. <laughs> um, and I think it's given us more of a, an opportunity to do that. But on a personal level, I think, you know, there would be, generally I'm the last person that leaves energies apart from the security guard. Um, you know, I'll be the one walking out when all the lights are going off. But I, I've actually taken time to make sure I didn't do that because that can be really hard when you're working from home to be still sitting on your laptop at eight o'clock at night. And I, I made a conscious decision right at the start. I'm not going to do that. But it gets to five, hour five, and I will log off and I won't log on again till morning. And I think that has helped me to help me process this. Lunchtime, you know, normally at work, you'd want to get a sandwich back to your desk. No, I haven't so done with, that with that, uh, with that spare time then in the evening, Adrian, have you spent more time with the family or have you tried some new interesting recipes or have you... Yeah, I've, I've literally, I've pro I'm, I'm actually really pleased I haven't gained a single pound. In fact, I've lost weight during lockdown um, because I've been walking miles. My poor little dog doesn't know what's hit her. In fact, <laughs> I live in a beautiful area and there was places that I'd never walked before. So I, I actually found a pound. I was, I'm pleased I had my camera because I was taking... I've never been here before. You know, places that we've walked, you know, and, and I'll do it on my own or I would meet a friend and she would walk miles away from me and we would sort of chat over a field. Um, but I've done a lot more of that with, that you don't have time to do, literally don't have time to do. You know, through the day when you're working, you don't have time at weekends, you're busy, you've got plans with family and friends. But all of a sudden we had time to be able to do things. Um, I have spent, my, my kids are grown up but they still live at home and I've spent more time with them. Both of them had a birthday in lockdown and they spent it at home with me, whereas normally they would be off out with the friends. So that was really nice as well. So there has been, there's been good things to lockdown that it's, it's, we've connected a little bit more and walked for miles. Fantastic. And Andrew, for you, anything, uh, anything unusual or different that you've got up to? Um, my, my, my daily routine has changed quite a bit, um, which, which not necessarily every day, but, uh, but on the whole, you know, just taking the dog up the lane before uh, before getting into work. Uh, yeah, we would never have done that on a school run morning because the, yeah, there just wasn't time. You know, you sort of, where's my shoes? Where's my coat? Have you had your breakfast cereal? You've got all of this kind of thing going on. Um, so uh, so just just you know having sort of twenty minutes up the road, not not a long walk, but just just something to to get you moving, I suppose, before the day has been good. Spent a bit more time uh, on the bike, which has been nice getting out. We obviously we've had some incredible weather, uh, but I think the as you were saying, Adrian, just having more time because you have all of these things that normally are clamouring for your attention, and all of a sudden we had more time. Uh, so I picked my guitar up again, which has been sat in the corner of the lounge for for a long time. And I I bought this guitar. It's a bright red Fender Stratocaster, which I bought when I was. I think it was about 19, 18 and 19, with, with money that I'd saved up while working in Sainsbury's Bakery. <laughs> and, uh, and it's so long since I played it. The strings are all out, but 
you know, I couldn't get any new strings, so so it didn't really matter. No one else was really listening. Uh, so uh, so yeah, I I signed up to one of these online courses, and uh, and I've been getting back into that. So that's been great fun. Really enjoyed it. Brilliant. Uh, I'm guessing as well, everyone's gardens and houses are sort of immaculate, and all, all the DIYs is almost <laughs> done, and all the gardens are pristine. I've heard that from a lot of people, really, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, well, thank you very much for that. It's interesting to hear and some uh, real nice sort of positive messages, which is what we want to hear and sort of share with our fellow cluster members. Um, and just from a sort of personal thanks, you know, both of you have been huge supporters of the, of the cluster over the years. You know, Adrian, both from a sort of facilities point of view and hosting events, but obviously, Andrew, you know, you've been a huge sort of... Uh, resource for the cluster over the last few months we're doing all the um online um e-meetings and things so really appreciate your your uh, efforts there as well so uh apart from that just sort of wish you all the best getting back to getting back to, to sort of normal or whatever normal is going to be and i'm sure we'll see you at some of the at some of the events in the future thanks both thanks adam thanks Thank for having you. me Thank you. Bye. bye